BP added more than $70 billion to the U.S. economy in 2022. Investments like acquiring America's largest biogas producer, Arkea Energy, and starting up new infrastructure in the Gulf of Mexico. It's and, not or. See what doing both means for energy nationwide at bp.com slash investing in America. Pour yourself a cold one. They strike them, huh? And listen to Russ Tucker break down the top college prospects on another tasty edition of The College Draft. Yeah, it is daddy soda time here on the College Draft Podcast presented by DraftKings. I'm Ross Tucker. Beyond fired up for today's show. We just finished the NFL Combine. I feel like that on some level gets everybody geared up for the draft. Not as much the Senior Bowl. For some of us it does. But everybody now is in NFL draft mode as soon as the Combine happens. And I've got the two best guys in the business in my mind to discuss What was important? What wasn't? Who stood out to them? Who didn't? We always have the normal co-host of the College Draft Podcast, the fantastic Emery Hunt, who CBS tied to a desk for 15 hours a day for eight days at Indianapolis. I hope he gets a lot of money from them because he he talked to everybody, every player that was there, every coach that was there. Emery's talking to him. He's, of course, Emery Hunt. Check him out on Twitter, at FBall Game Plan. He's Football Game Plan on YouTube, which is terrific. We're YouTube.com slash Ross Tucker NFL. And then, of course, I love his draft guide because of the depth, the breadth, and I can't say words that end in TH that often because it just sounds weird. FootballGamePlan.com slash 2022 draft guide the other guy on today's show he invented the show he invented the show that we're talking about right now okay like it was his idea he's like we should do a year-round draft show i'm like all right friend let's do it he is the great fran duffy from the philadelphia eagles he's got a great twitter handle it's at eagles x's and o's which is perfect highly encourage you to subscribe to the Journey to the Draft podcast. The content, the guests, it's excellent. It's awesome, by the way, that the Eagles have a guy like Fran that does what he does. I don't know. I mean, Fran, you probably – I don't know how many other teams have a guy like you. And I'm biased because I do the Eagles preseason games and pregame on TV. Fran's videos – I don't know how many teams have guys that do postgame videos like Fran does. Invaluable invaluable friend welcome back to your show <laughs> well ross emory it's uh it's always great to be back thanks so much uh, for both of you for having me so emory we get a lot to get to but i don't know if you saw fran he did like a day in the life first of all the eagles started their own website to do fran's day in the life of the combine it's called eaglescombine.com and i don't know how you did it fran but he like went from 4 a.m. to midnight, and he talked to three or four people in the Eagles organization about every step, like breakfast, workout, walking to the stadium. It it was amazing and in-depth. 
I guess I just want you to start with that, Fran. Obviously, I encourage everybody to go read it, blah, blah, blah. You know the deal. But Fran, so to give people a tea, give people what it was to excite them about it, to go read the whole thing, and what your biggest takeaways were from it. Sure. Well, to me, like the, you know, I've done some of these day in the life diary kind of pieces in the past, uh, whether it's with coaches, with scouts, with general managers, um, you know, and with the combine, as you guys know, there's just so much that goes on. And honestly, like, I wish I could have even covered even more, but uh, it would have been twice as long if I kept going. I, I, I wanted to talk to uh, to agents and to players, uh, to more players, and really get a sense uh, of everything from every side, national media members. But, you know, really just uh, I was lucky enough to get the access uh, with our coaching staff, with our personnel staff. Uh, I had three coaches on. I had four members of the Eagles front office. Um, so it was a, a great, really, experience to be able to say, okay, take us through step-by-step step, everything that kind of happens from from, uh, you know, before the sun comes up to well after uh, the sun comes down. So every aspect of dealing with players, the players going through drills, the medical exams, uh, it was just fun to be able to kind of get a behind-the-scenes look at the process. It was great to get some insight from uh, some of the coaches, some of which that, uh, Ross, uh, just because of COVID-19 protocols, I had not had a chance to be able to meet in person. So getting a chance to uh, have those interactions for the first time uh, were also great as well. That's awesome. So I can tell you what my biggest takeaway was from it. Um, but I guess I'm curious, is there something, Fran, that you learned that you didn't already know or did it reinforce something? You know, we got thousands of listeners and, and viewers. What, what would you say is the one thing in there or one or two that might surprise some people? I think the, the big thing that I wanted to make sure we got across is the, the difference between the, the formal interviews and the informal interviews, uh, how those take place, when those take place, uh, basically just how, how those are executed from a team standpoint. And so uh, I talked with a couple of different coaches and scouts just about the difference between them uh, because, you know, you're going to get all those reports now of, so player X talked with team Z at the combine. It's like, all right, well, what, what did that entail? And so the difference between the formal and informals were important. Uh, the, to me, the one thing I learned was just a little bit more uh, behind the curtain of the medical process. Uh, I learned about, you know, some guys, they go and it's, you know, three or four hours. You, know, you get there first thing in the morning. Those guys would get there like 7 a.m. Uh, and then they'll leave by lunchtime. For some they would have like eight to 12 hour days uh, at the medical. At the, and I also learned that some of the medical procedures happen at the stadium. Some of them happen at the local hospital. So uh, just getting a little bit more insight into the, the medical process. And, and remember teams don't get those reports back for another couple of weeks because now all 32 teams, they just you know went through 350 plus prospects. Well, now they get back and now they have to go through all of that information because you don't have the ability to do that real time because as soon as one guy finishes, the next guy steps into the room. Now they're going to go through all that information, give that back to the teams within the next couple of weeks. So um, I got something for, uh, for Emery uh, as it relates to interviews, but I want to ask you first, Fran, I think people know that, you're allowed to schedule a certain amount of formal interviews and the kids come and, you know, you have, what is it, 15 minutes or something? It's a, it's a 20 minute uh, space. They're all 20 minute uh, time slots. They end up being about 15 minutes with travel in between. So tell, tell the listeners about the informal interviews. 
So the informals, basically what happens is in one area of the stadium, it used to be over at the, the Crown Plaza Hotel in downtown Indianapolis, uh, there's an area where, and this is new over the last couple of years, where before it was just one giant room and a giant free-for-all. And uh, anytime I've had conversations with scouts in the past and assistant coaches in the past, uh, it was truly the Wild West in there where uh, literally like, Fist fights and arguments would break out, like trying to say, like, "Oh, it's my turn with this prospect." No, it's my turn. Uh, and now that's that has calmed down a little bit. It's and the, the combine has added a little bit more structure to it. Uh, now the players are bro- broken up into four different quadrants uh, and cycled through. It still means there are a lot of players for just a, a limited number of teams, and so uh, tensions can rise a little bit. But it's still a little bit more structured. Um, and again, those are more one-on-one type scenarios where, hey, it's the the tight end coach sitting down with a tight end. It's the the Southeast area scout sitting with a quarterback from that region, right? It's those are one-on-one, whereas the formals, that's where the player comes into the room and he sits down at the desk and you've got 20 people from the organization sitting in there. So that's the difference uh, between those. Emery, you interviewed a lot of players uh, while you were there. Now, this is a media interview. You're on the stage, but still, I mean – I guess I'm curious, how important is that to you in the process, Emery? And what do you feel like you can glean from that? I don't interview as many guys now, but when I was at SiriusXM, we would interview guys all the time. And by the way, I don't know if you guys know this. There were a bunch of NFL teams that would request and listen to every interview we did with prospects. I can remember one prospect, you know, we said to him, what are you going to get? You know, what's going to be your first purchase, you know, when you get drafted? And not that there's anything wrong with this, but he said, I'm going to get a Lamborghini, a gold Lamborghini. And I remember, I remember hearing from one coach who was like, yeah, I don't, I don't know if that's the what, and and maybe that's not a good reason to to be down on a guy, but um, it was very interesting the impact that those interviews have. Do you sense that, Emery, when you're interviewing guys on the air? And do you put a decent amount of value? Because I know you really like talking to these guys. Yeah, it's funny you say that because I found out a couple of years ago that scouts used to watch my interviews from the Shrine Game or Senior Bowl I'm interviewing prospects because of a lot of questioning and being able to elicit certain answers from guys that they can't get out because, you know, everyone is in an interview. They're given the best representation of themselves. So they're going to be a little bit buttoned up when they're talking to teams. But for, for some, for nobody like me, they'll be a little bit more open. Just, you know, the environment is different. Uh, so I'm always asking certain questions to try to, you know, get out their, their football IQ. So my questions tend to be a little bit more football related and, you know, wrapped in a little bit of fun, uh, to where it breaks down that barrier. And if you can make a connection to someone in terms of, oh, yeah, this coach I played for or, you know, I was there, I watched you at this particular game, it breaks down their their defense mechanism and they're a little bit more open. So I try to ask those questions to get, you know, where they are from a football IQ standpoint. So for me, it, it shows how much, you know, thought that, that they put into the game, how much work they put into what they're out there doing and how much they understand the position that they play. Speaking of breaking down, Emery, nothing is better for breaking down food than Athletic Greens. You're absorbing 75 high-quality vitamins, minerals, 
Whole, I, I got to tell you, I am very proud of myself with some of my segues sometimes. Whole food source superfoods, probiotics, and adaptogens. We're talking about gut health. Athletic Greens was created when the founder experienced a ton of gut health issues, ended up on a complicated supplement routine to recover with $100 a day. Yeah, no. How about $3 a day? How about over 7,000 five-star reviews? And how about to make it easy? Athletic Greens is going to give you a free one-year supply, that's a lot, of immune-supporting vitamin D and five free travel packs with your first purchase. All you have to do is visit athleticgreens.com slash draft. Again, that is athleticgreens.com slash draft to take ownership over your health and pick up the ultimate daily nutritional insurance. BP added more than $70 billion to the U.S. economy in 2022. Investments like acquiring America's largest biogas producer, Arkea Energy, and starting up new infrastructure in the Gulf of Mexico. It's and, not or. See what doing both means for energy nationwide at bp.com slash investing in America. All right, friend. Let's get into some of these players now a little bit. Uh, who were some of the guys? Well, let me take a step back, actually. In terms of the on-field stuff that people could watch, what do you put the most value in, typically, Fran? So, me personally, like, when I'm there, I, I like watching the, the drill work, the position work. And um, one of the reasons why is, well, look, the, the testing numbers, like, we can see the numbers later. I can, I can walk back, uh, you know, after the, after the day's done. I can come back here uh, on Monday after the combine's over and go through all, you know, the three-cone times, the 40 times, the broad jumps, and, and get a sense of that. To me, like, the, the positional work where, number one, you can't, you know, as you guys know, like, these guys have trained months to you know not cheat the drill but basically win the drill i'm going to do the best i can through the three cone i'm going to do the best i can to run the 40 whether or not that means i'm faster than the guy that's going before me or after me uh that's one thing but i had if i had a better start if my technique was better uh you know coming out of the first five yards then my, my time might be better than his right so to me i look more at the the positional work the position specific drills and what i like about it is that you see those guys go in rapid succession rep after rep after rep, drill after drill after drill. Is every drill perfectly applicable to what those guys are asked to do on Sundays? No. And some of them are, are kind of silly, but it's about putting them in stressful situations, asking them to do kind of weird athletic things that maybe they have to do, maybe they don't, but getting a chance to see all those guys change direction, uh, you know, and, and go through all the different lateral and linear movements that uh, you'll be asked to do on Sundays in shorts and a T-shirt. You get a sense of movement with all these guys. And also just seeing who does the drill the best. They, they, they learn the drill on the spot. All right, this is what we're going to do. Who can go up and, and execute the drill? Some guys, they have to redo it two or three times. They get sent to the back of the line. Hey, step aside. We'll come back and do it again. Um, so getting a sense of, of those guys that just go out and just move around. Go run around and be an athlete. And that's the, the thing I I personally uh, like watching most in Indianapolis. Couldn't agree more. Uh, I'm a big position-specific uh, workout guy and seeing them go through the actual drills because those are the drills that relate most to actually playing their position. I will say, Emery, I think – now you tell me. Did, like, all the running backs boycott the short shuttle or something like that? I'm a big believer in the short shuttle. I, I mean, like, Aiden Hutchinson, that time is crazy. 
I think it's such a change of direction sport. And that really says a lot about how quickly guys can move and get in and out of where they're going. Uh, I probably put the most stock for most positions in the short shuttle, Emery. Yeah, football is a game of short area burst. So, I mean, anything that's short and quick and explosively driven, I'm all for. And, and yeah, I think the running back saw what happened the day before with the slow times from the other positions. Like, you know what? It's not going to happen to us. I'm not on my watch. They just by, uh, bypassed it uh, because of how long the days were. And it ties into a lot of what I had an issue with, with how the combine was set up this year. Um, guys are bench pressing the same day that they're running a 40. Just all kind of chaos. So, yeah, the, the running backs was like, you know what? We're not going to, you know, tank our draft stock by having these slow shuttle times. We're going to do one thing, the 40, and then do positional drills. That is really interesting, Fran. Yeah, and I think the, the big thing is, you know, those guys come out to, to warm up. It, it's uh, quarter after five, 20 after five, uh, and they don't do the, the shuttles until after the positional work was done, and that was at like 1030, right? So, uh, you know, that's a long time to be out there and make sure that you're uh, executing at peak athletic performance. And so uh, we saw some slower times from the receivers on Thursday night. Uh, it wasn't a shock that the, the running backs chose not to partake uh, on Friday. Now, uh, for Sunday's workout, for instance, obviously it's a little bit uh, earlier in the day um you know the, those guys were able to go out you saw the dbs go through not all of them but we saw a bunch of the dbs uh go through those agilities that even that second group the safety group uh you saw those guys go through uh the the three cone and the short shuttle so um yeah yeah i think that's going to be interesting to watch here over the next couple of years give me a, a a guy or two fran that really stood out to you with the on-field work that you were really impressed by what he did maybe it is the positional drills or Maybe it's some of the timing stuff. I mean, to me, like I, I made this point uh, on Saturday, the the defensive line and linebacker workout just as a whole was maybe the best athletic workout of any position group since I've been watching the combine. Like just watching those guys, the both groups of D linemen. So you had the t defensive tackles first, then you had the defensive end edge rushers, then you had the linebackers. When you had those three, uh, those three groups go back to back to back from top to bottom, just really, really impressive. And not just from a, a timing and testing standpoint, obviously uh, seeing Jordan Davis at 340 pounds go 478 in the 40, like those things are, are fun. But just the way that they went through drills and you go again, you some of the guys that we know about, the, the Aiden Hutchinsons and the George Karlaftises, you know, you go down that path. But then also, you know, Amari Barno from Virginia Tech and, uh, you know, watching like Jeffrey Gunter and say, so, you know, Nick Benito, you just go – down the list and you into the from the top of the shelf or top shelf guys to the mid-round guys even to the late round guys I thought it was just a really really impressive showing on Saturday from that entire group in the front seven Emery if everybody runs a really fast time is it as impressive I, I like I, I don't I mean I guess I, my point is I'm a, I don't want to say I'm skeptical but it's like well, first of all, I don't understand the unofficial time. I don't understand why they can't just have an official time right away. I mean, I don't. And it, like, skews people's thoughts. You know, like, people think, oh, he ran a 4.81. Well, really, he's a 4.78. It's a big difference. Other guys are like, oh, he ran a 4.2. Uh, Chris Olave actually was a 4.39. It's a big difference. So I don't know if anybody can, can explain why they don't have the actual times right away. It's electronic. That doesn't seem like it'd be that hard. But also, I guess I'm a little bit – I don't know if they got new turf there or what, uh, but it's like everybody was 
doing these amazing times that was shocking everyone. Yeah, especially when you know someone. Um, I'm paying close attention to the running back position. I'm watching who runs a 4-3. I'm like, there's no way on, you know, Oprah's internet that this dude runs a 4-3. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> like, there's no possible way. Um, but he runs a 4-3. Everybody's running 4-2 now. So um, you got D lineman running 4-6, linebackers running 4-4, and every DB running 4-2. It's almost like dangerous to step on the football field now. So for me, it's it's really about, all right, let me just toss these 40s out the window because if a guy doesn't play that speed, it really doesn't matter. But it was just fascinating to see how fast everybody is because I don't think folks truly understand how fast 4-2 is and to have multiple people running 4-2, I, you know, I don't know, man. It just seems kind of funny money in my opinion. Fran, what do you oh, think yeah. about the, the history of guys that have – run sub four three it's not real good yeah i mean that, that's the thing but as as emory mentioned you have so many guys there's everybody's just running faster and faster and faster so you know four two is the new four three at, at this point uh we had a defensive end and we had a pass rusher in barno break four four this year for the first time so uh to me just look all these guys are getting bigger faster more athletic more explosive uh, as far as like the unofficial time versus the official time ross the reason why teams are still using those hand watch times um, is that, look, basically what happens is you go to the combine, teams are going to have anywhere from three to four, uh, sometimes two to four different people use the hand times, and you still get the laser. Everybody still gets the laser time. But the reason why the stopwatch times are still important is that you're not going to have that laser when you go to, uh, you know, Louisiana State or to Louisiana Tech's Pro Day or to Temple's Pro Day or Penn State's Pro Day might not have the laser, right? So everybody has to, you want if you want to have everybody on somewhat of a level playing field, then the you're going to try and have as many unofficial times as possible. Teams are always going to use the, the fastest time. That's what's going to show up on the card. But you're when you go into the guy's profile and in the, in the report now and everybody's digital database uh, and everybody's building, it'll say anywhere from, uh, to use the Olave example, four two eight to four four one. Like those are the those are the times that we had on the hand watch time. So uh, that's why they still keep track of the stopwatch times. That's why you still have it. It might seem archaic, but it's to keep everybody on the same level playing field. If you want to be able to utilize the entire draft pool and not just the guys that are at the combine that run forties at the combine, then you want to make sure you have both uh, times from both mechanisms, and that and that's the big reason why. So can we just talk for a second? And you referenced it, Fran, about the the defensive line and the line. Can we just talk about the defense that Georgia had this year? I mean, every guy. It is unbelievable. And supposedly the best of the bunch, the Carter kid, can't even go pro. Every Jermaine Johnson had to leave to get playing time, and he might be a top 10 pick. It is absolutely insane, Fran. What I mean, Georgia at the combine, like I, I think I tweeted this at Ross Tucker NFL. They are who we thought they were. Yeah, I mean, the, the big thing is that we saw all of them go out, test really well. All the guys that did drill work looked good. Uh, and Emery could speak to this. Even when those guys had held their press conferences the day before, to a man, basically, almost all those guys were really impressive at the podium as well. Like, uh, so you just start checking boxes with all these guys. Oh, the film's good. Uh, they look great. 
They they handle themselves well in interviews. Oh, and then they all test out of this world, right? And they had the best defense in college football. So uh, just a, an outstanding year uh, for Georgia. Obviously, it culminated with that national title at Lucas Oil Stadium. So all those guys, a little bit of a, a special homecoming for them this past week. But uh, Georgia's defense, I mean, they were legit. And talking with those guys this week, a lot of the reasons, a lot of the things I asked them about, Ross, who's next? Because you lose that entire defense. All right, well, who are some of the guys uh, that are coming up the pipe? So just learning about some of those young players and you know obviously the three of us will be talking about them uh, all summer long going into next fall but uh just a really fun group yeah it was interesting. Brand, that's that's like your favorite question to ask yes and i love it it's so helpful like who's the best guy you went against and who will be the studs next year that helps a lot because the players know yep. like they know who the next guy is i know fran is the guy you need to follow on social media at Eagles XOS. Absolutely fantastic stuff. Check out the Journey of the Draft podcast. We usually have Fran on a couple years, high, a couple times a year. Highly encourage you to check out EaglesCombine.com and see some of the things. Like, Fran, your quote about Jeremiah Trotter Jr. and uh, Keith yep. McGuire, who's from Malvern Prep. I love that. See, that's what I'm talking about. You asked who's going to be a stud for Clemson next year. Very, very helpful. Um, thank you guys so much, Fran. Excellent, excellent stuff. Thank you for coming on the show. No, I appreciate you guys. Thanks so much for having me, and we'll uh, we'll talk to you both soon. Fran, you're going no- – oh, Fran, you're leaving. Emery, you're going nowhere because I want to talk to you in a second about your interviews and who stood out to you in the interviews. But first, I need to tell you, DraftKings, the leading sportsbook app is here to help you and your friends get in the game with different ways to fund your DraftKings account. Did you know you can fund your DraftKings account with cash now? Yeah. Just sign in the DraftKings Sportsbook app, select Fund with Cash in the payment section, and get a digital barcode. Then just take your cash and barcode to any one of our thousands of participating stores. Super easy. While you're there, you can get DraftKings gift cards. Want to get something for your birthday? DraftKings gift card. For your neighbor? How about a Father's Day present to yourself? DraftKings gift card. Done and done. Just visit DraftKingsGiftCard.com to find a participating store near you. March is here. Get in the game with these two awesome, fun, and easy account funding options. Night Racing is back at Richmond Raceway. This spring, top NASCAR drivers like Ryan Blaney, Chase Elliott, Bubba Wallace, Ross Chastain, and Virginia's own Denny Hamlin will battle under the bright lights. And this historic track also offers a rocking infield experience with unparalleled access to your favorite drivers and one of the best tailgate scenes around. For a weekend of friends, family, and amazing short track action, head to Richmond Raceway, March 29th through 31st. Get tickets now at richmondraceway.com. All right, Emery, let's talk about the interviews because you interviewed a lot of guys. I don't know that I need to get into anybody that negatively stood out to you, but how about anybody that really impressed you with your interviews for CBS Sports HQ? I would say number one would be um, Kayvon Thibodeau and, and how he just answers questions. I mean, he, every question, no matter where it comes from, left field, right field, uh, center field or right down the pike, he has an answer for and, and a thoughtful answer. Um, so he's someone that talks like he's been in the league 15 years, um, has seen a lot, done a lot, 
and the fact that he's going into the league is it, just impressive to, to hear him speak about a lot of different issues. Um, and, and I also thought, like to Fran's point, all the Georgia guys, in particular the, the guys we spoke with within the front seven, they all spoke about how tightly uh, connected they are. Like they hang out together, they play video games together, they go out to eat together, and you see that chemistry playing itself out on the field. I think that's an underrated part of, of football. And I think it goes back to high school football to where you're with the same guys all day, every day. And sometimes after school. Um, and so, and sometimes you live in the same neighborhood as, as the guys you go to high school with. So that's why the game means a little bit more at that level. And, you know, even though you may have the one talented guy and the other guy may not be as talented, but you're playing for each other and it matters um, to see that guy be successful. And I got that feeling, that vibe from those guys at Georgia, and that's why that defense we saw this year was so special. You know, I'm glad you brought up Thibodeau. He, uh, I guess, maybe you can give me the details, but he kind of stopped in the middle of his workout or something, or he didn't complete his workout, said he was tired. Um, I've seen reports about that. He is this year's guy, man. He is this year's guy that a lot of people are privately, at least, saying negative things about his demeanor. People didn't like that he said he's the next Jadavion Clowney because Jadavion Clowney probably hasn't lived up to being the number one overall pick. Maybe there's not a favorable representation. I think it's really interesting that that's the guy you picked that impressed you because some of the comments he's made at least public, I mean, at least privately, people don't seem to be as enamored with Thibodeau as you are. Well, that's that's why representation matters, Ross, because, you know, how someone receives information is based off how they perceive it going in. So if we're from the same background and I can understand him to a on a personal level, it makes sense what he's saying to me, not to someone else. They may see it differently. And in, in, in terms of the, the Dave and Clowney comment, what if that's his, that's like me saying, oh man, I, I, uh, I'm a, I compare, I want to be the next Lawrence Phillips, right? In terms of running back. But I'm looking at it from, you know, how I grew up watching Lawrence Phillips run the football. Maybe he's looking at it in terms of how Jadevian Clowney was to him. Maybe that was his guy. We may say, hey man, Reggie White was dope or, uh, you know, Julius Peppers was 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 dope, but you know he does he doesn't know those players. He didn't see those. He didn't see those players. Maybe to him, Jadavion Clowney was that standard, and that's probably what he meant. So you know, if if some folks are going into it from a different perception, they're going to receive it differently. So for me, I just go in with a blank slate and just let the guys just talk and, and see what they say. I didn't I didn't see any issue with that. Um, maybe he views Clowney better than you know someone may view. Miles Garrett, you know what I mean? And so maybe that was his guy growing up watching, and that's why he wants to be that guy. Uh, so I, I just find that, you know, the all the whispers come out and things of that nature, and it is I, I think it all, you know, stems back from a representation and a perception or perspective point of view of, of where you're standing on, on how you view it. So, and I think that's a lot to what we see um, how people say, oh, so-and-so interviewed terribly or so-and-so interviewed really well. Well, if you're used to hearing certain dialects or certain, you know, the way people talk or how they speak in terms of the things they use, 
it may sound normal to you, but it may sound foreign to someone else. Check this man out on social media at FBall Game Plan on Twitter. I know a lot of you are on Twitter. It's Football Game Plan on YouTube. And of course, it's time. I mean, it, it's it's that time of year. Footballgameplan.com slash 2022 draft guide. Love when those of you tweet at us your receipts from buying it. Love the patrons. Patreon.com slash RT Media. Guys like Zach Flaherty, Tuckheads J, they were having a conversation on our private Slack channel about how much they love Emory and the College Draft Podcast. Awesome. You guys can be patrons as well. Patreon.com slash RT Media. Other than that, the keg is kicked. We are all tapped out. Thanks for listening to the College Draft Podcast. Make sure to also subscribe to the Ross Tucker Football Podcast, Fantasy Feast, Even Money, and the Business of Sports. All available at Apple Podcasts, RossTucker.com, or wherever podcasts can be found. A lot of times on the show, I mentioned DraftKings. Here's what you need to know. You got to be 21 or older, New Jersey, Indiana, or Pennsylvania only. New customers only. Restrictions apply. See DraftKings.com slash sportsbook for details. Gambling problem? Call 100Gambler or in Indiana, 109 with it. By the way, if what I was talking about included a deposit bonus, it doesn't always. Sometimes it does. Deposit bonus requires 25 times playthrough, and deposit bonuses are paid out in site credit.